Access All Areas with Joanna Shimonides and Stephen Lang on FUBAR Radio. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Access All Areas with myself, Joanna Shimonides and... Me, Stephen Lang. How are you, Joanna? <laughs> you got me there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was giving you the point there. You had to start. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I am good. I'm good. I am so bored and it's raining outside. It's been so good, the weather and typical the day that I have to stay outside my window for a little bit. It's raining. Apart <laughs> from that, I'm all good. How are you? Uh, yeah, good. It was just thundering here. So if it carries on, if you, you might hear a, some odd noises and that's not me, I promise. It's uh, the thunder. <laughs> In, my dad's doing work all like at the house in the garden, and you can hear the chainsaw and all that crap. So oh, if anything hear any noises, that's definitely not me either. Is he cutting up a body or trying to bury someone under the patio? Or? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> 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 no, he's basically we're doing like a little outside bar, um, like because we're Greek, we, we like our barbecues. So okay. we're doing like a little bar by the barbecue bit. So he's doing that, and literally was like, I've got to do radio. I was like, be quiet. And he went, you won't be able to hear me. And I went, it's for an hour. You can stop. <laughs> I say you can, you can just get dinner on the get dinner on the go, right? Can't you? That'll, that'll work. I don't, oh, highly doubt he's doing a barbecue now. My nan keeps asking me again. She went to me, "What do you want for dinner?" I went, oh, "I don't know." I literally, <laughs> the thought of eating dinner right now is just I don't know what my appetite is all over the place. Do you find that in lockdown your appetite's a bit all over the place? Well, I've gained eight pounds, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see in these chubby cheeks, it is not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, well, I've put on a stone. Since Love Island, I've put on a stone. Have you? Yeah, I've put on a stone, which is fab, because I wanted to put on weight, and I've actually weighed myself, and I've put on a stone, and I was like, this is brilliant. Oh, that's what, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely if you want, because you said before you wanted to feel a bit more womanly, right? Yes, and just be a little bit bigger, like a bit more, like a bit more of a shape. And yeah, I've, I've put on a stone, which is fab, because in Love Island, I was very, very slim. And people don't think I'm slim now, but I think I can see a difference in my body now. But Well, you, you definitely are still slim, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if you feel more confident, then that's the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, cheeky eight stone now, make stone. That, I mean, <laughs> I, I, if I was eight stone, I'd barely be here. There would be nothing, there'd just be a little stick on the seat. Um, but I, I, just just before we came on air, Joanna, you revealed something really exciting, which I didn't realise. You have been nominated for a BAFTA. Yeah, well, not not me in particular, but my no, scene. No, the scene. The scene, yeah. yeah. So Love Island 2019 has been nominated for a BAFTA. I think it's for the most tense moment on TV or something. And it's actually up against Game of Thrones and stuff. So <laughs> this is huge. And it was the recoupling scene with me, Michael and Amber. And I just think... I'm just like in shock. I'm just, what? What do you do? And the fact of the matter is, the one year that you know that in my whole life that I'll ever ever be shown in a BAFTA nominee video, there is no BAFTA red carpet. I'm fuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that would be a very good opportunity to get dressed up and uh, well, meet meet some really exciting people. I am. Stephen, Stephen, I can't even tell you. Like, deep down within, I'm like, but someone stabbed my poor red heart and it's just like crumbling right before my very eyes. Maybe if you win, though, you'll get the opportunity to go next year or something. Maybe. I hope so. I might have to, like, just message the producers of Love Island. Just be like, hey, do you want to just, like, throw my name in for next year? But I hope it does win, but we're up against, I mean, we're up against Game of Thrones and stuff. Yeah, I did see it on Fleabag, which is massive, and... <laughs> Yeah, and there has been some intense moments on Game of Thrones. I mean, I was off the like the edge of my seat. Is that say, they're saying? Um, yeah, sitting on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
on the edge of it. Yeah, throughout the whole of Game of Thrones. So, I mean, if we do win, that'll be absolutely fantastic. But if we don't, I mean, Game of Thrones and everything. I've not watched Fleabag, so I don't know. Uh, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty big. But then so is Love Island. What, what do you think would be in your acceptance speech? Who would you thank? Other than me, of course. Um, I'd, I'd probably thank... <laughs> I just cut out what you just said. Um, probably thank, just like... I don't know, my managers have been literally my rock, literally. When I come out the villa, I was like, oh, my God, I need you all right now. I don't know what the hell to do. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, maybe it'll be more Michael that does the thanks, that the, the sort of the acceptance thanks speech. Can't let the men take all the glory in this situation. Yeah, I mean, my tense face in my video, the video of my face is very tense in it. I was literally up, and they caught on the main one on the website, they caught my nose twitching it. And I was like, God, it just haunts me. <laughs> it's such a, I mean, no one's ever noticed, Jana, other than you, so. You'll be surprised. When I was in the villa, everyone was tweeting saying like, um, what is wrong with that girl's nose and stuff like that. And I'm like, just leave me alone. I just got a twitch. I can't help it. I think it's a bit like hay fever related and stuff. Okay, fair enough. Or, or not, but yeah. <laughs> or not, or just a nice thing. Or not, yeah. But I mean, it's a big thing, so uh, hopefully we do win. I mean, that was, I think our year was probably up there with the most tense. Like, it was intense. And yeah. I, I could say, I think as well, Georgia's recoupling scene, you know, Georgia's still back yes. in the year before me. That was another tense moment. So, Love Island's, you know, up there with the most tense moments on TV for sure. Well, it's definitely um, next year. It's, this is going to be, obviously, there's no Love Island this summer, as we already know. Probably would have started already, I guess. Um, yeah. But now they're talking about next year, aren't they? And saying it's going to be, there's going to be no winter series and that they're going to be just focusing on a massive summer series. What do you think of that? Yeah. I'm, I actually think that's so much better. I think, you know, sometimes you don't want to rush stuff. I think it will be like, it will just have the best build-up. And also, I do feel like the Winter Love Islanders do need their time to shine a little bit and have their time in, in, the, in the moment because the minute a new Love Island comes out, it's so easy just to get sort of like swept off the scene, if that makes sense. Mm, so mm -hmm. I think it'd be really good for them to actually like embrace it, especially coming out of lockdown. They've not experienced like the mad events that we've had going on, experienced like the, just the work rate. So I'm actually excited for them to experience that because I don't think it's, when you go on Love Island, sometimes, you know, when you come off, you're like, oh, what's life going to be like? And bless them, they've not really had the opportunity to experience much of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean... What do you think? Well, I mean, I think it'll be definitely good for the show. It means that you are the last summer series. So, like, you know, that's that's always a good thing. You can stay in the headlines a bit longer. I saw, actually, you got paps this week. Yes, I know. I literally was, like, going to get my thing. And then I always was... And I was like, what on earth? But I think... Because <laughs> that, that um, Power of Health is sort of known for, you know, celebrities, footballers and stuff all going there to get food. So I think maybe because they've just recently opened up, people obviously waiting to see who's there. There's me, but my hair's everywhere, like my hair's <laughs> everywhere. And I'm just looking like, I'm looking a little bit rough, but do you know what? It's fine. It's fine. The article name it. was about my abs. So I mean, thank you whoever wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to hear. Well, so, so the exercise is going well. Yeah, so I've literally just been keeping that up. And um, obviously I might see my body changing now, which is really good. It takes a while to see it. But it's happening. Have you gone any on any runs or anything? No. All I do, Joanna, is play the PlayStation. That's all I no, do. I, I I've become a teenager. Enjoy, yeah, but I enjoy playing PlayStation. So I think we need to like have a little match against each other when lockdown's over. I'd be well up for that. I do need to buy another controller though, because I've only got one at the moment. But I mean, like, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, um, I've, I've found. I don't know. I've just lost. Yeah, I think I've said this every week, but I have lost all my motivation. <laughs> I'm actually taking a long weekend this weekend. I'm taking 
Friday and Monday off work. Um, and I'm going to go and see my family. Um, oh, so I'm yay. sure that they'll be um, very quick to tell me how much weight I've put on and how dreadful I look. Oh. In. <laughs> Do you know what it is? You might think of me looking in and looking at you on the screen and stuff, you don't look like you've put on weight, but maybe because you, you analyse yourself too much, maybe. You can just feel it. My body feels different. Like, and, you know, the, sca the scales are telling me. So, you know, it's, it's my fault. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, well, as, as you can see right now, I'm enjoying a little martini. Um, stressful day at work. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's my fault. I'm eating too much. I know exactly when I lost weight, I knew exactly what I was doing. When I gain weight, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like it's, it, it's all on me. I've just got to take control if yeah. I want to. But when you're out of lockdown, when you're up and about walking around busy and like literally like just so busy in work, you will, you'll naturally lose it. Right now, just embrace it. Like I, I yeah. mean, I've had, McDonald's has been open for what, two weeks now? I've had six McDonald's, six McDonald's sessions. These are sessions. These aren't just a feast. These are sessions. Joanna, Joanna, <laughs> Jo, Jo, Joanna. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's very impressive. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so I can't, I can't, I can't get too excited about McDonald's. I, I like, do you like the chips? But um, there's a vegan burger. Oh, KFC. No, I think McDonald's has got one now. Have they? I think so. Or veggie something. Oh, they've got a veggie, veggie burger, but it's not very good. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that bothered too much. But, no, yeah. but you, you, you'll, you'll be all right. You'll go, McDonald's soon, have a veggie burger, but KFC, have you tried the veggie burger at KFC I've had, I've had the vegan burger at KFC, yeah, it's very good. It is very good. Little corn oh. number. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so, obviously, another bit of Love Island news. Rebecca Gormley and Chris Big. Was it Big? That's how you say his last name. I'm really bad with last names. Chris Big, they are on the rocks. However, I've seen in Rebecca's Instagram stories and Chris's today that they are together. And they look like they're sharing a cute moment in the countryside by the looks of it. Do you think that it's all a big setup? That's what I always wonder with that. Because it's quite a good way for them to get attention, isn't it? We've broken up, source story, we've broken up, some source says, and then, oh, we're pictured together. No, that was all made up. So everyone's suddenly interested again. See what? Yeah. See what's happening there? See what's happening? I see, I see where we're going with this, Stephen. I see where <laughs> we're going with this. But do you know what it is? I just don't know. You know when some of the, do you think it's fake? Do you think, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is real fake anymore. I feel like I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, babes, I hear you. I hear you. It's, um, but I mean, it's good, good for them. I think, like, if 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 they haven't broken up, then 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 prove us wrong. I guess. Yeah, because I've spoken. Prove it's wrong. I mean, I spoke to Rebecca a few times, and like, um, yeah, and they, they seem like they're on good terms and stuff. And I remember when I saw her together with him the other day, I, I messaged her and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! You two together!" And she's like, "Yeah, like it's really cute. I'm happy." So maybe they're all right. But then I don't know how it gets to the press so quickly unless someone close to them has, has leaked it or said something. I don't know. Yeah, definitely possible. I mean, um, I mean, that's just what some people do, isn't it? They they leak stories and. Um, yeah, and, and but out of the blue. Out, totally out of the blue. Like, where does that come from, I wonder? Where does that um, stem from? Funny enough, we haven't actually mentioned who we've got on the show today, Joanna. <laughs> Go ahead, Stephen. You <laughs> we've, we've got, uh, first up, this is, a, this is a definitely a first for me. Um, and as far as I'm aware, first for Access All Areas, we're speaking to a fox. We are. I mean, does he speak our language? Who knows? We'll definitely find speaks out. our language. We are, we are speaking to Basil Brush. Thanks, producer Georgia. Um, first up, and then we have, after that, um, we've got a friend of yours, actually, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> 
sorry. Um, yes, we have. Do you want to name my friend, Stephen? It's uh, Strictly's Giovanni Panice. Giovanni. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. What, what is wrong with me? Giovanni <laughs> Panice. Is that this, this one martini I've had? Uh, Giovanni Panice from Strictly. Yes, it'll be exciting to catch up with him. Obviously, I've only ever spoken to him through DMs. You know, I really was excited to get him on the show. Um, and yes, yeah, so it'll be exciting to speak to him and see what he's like as well. Yeah, definitely. It'd be great to find out what's going on with Strictly and everything else in his life. Absolutely. Um, and then finally, we have um, former Taui star, Baz J. Morgan, who's actually been very outspoken on um, his experience on Taui. And, um, well, he's basically been the only, as far as I'm aware, the only black uh, person that's ever been yes. on, in the cast of Taui. And he has had some things to say about his experience Definitely, uh, I'll be interested in to know um, exactly what he's been through as well because I've seen a few things on his Instagram and in the press but I think it'd be nice talking to him face to face and just sort of getting his view on it fa sort of face to face yeah 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 definitely um yeah I mean this the the, the Black Lives Matter thing's definitely been carrying on quite 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 a pace isn't it everyone's still is still making big news and people I think it's really forefront in people's minds now which is great yeah, exactly. And I think through the news as well, um, well, through press and stuff like that, we've seen that Netflix have taken down um, a few series and stuff that I think sort of like going, well... Like Little Britain and things where they've done blackface and things like that, which now is just not... Except, well, it wasn't really acceptable then, but it happened. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I do view stuff like that and I think, how the hell did that, like, people let that slide? Get made, yeah. And, you know, even like, um, oh, Catherine Tate, there was an episode on Catherine Tate, she was mimicking, like, um, people of different ethnicities and stuff. And I just thought, I looked at her and thought, what on earth is, how the hell has that been let slide? Is that yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but the, there's a lot of talk about how it's like a different time and stuff, isn't there? But I do think that um, I, there was certainly never a time in my life when I thought that doing blackface was acceptable. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, so why would uh, other people think that you could put that on TV or, or stuff like that? It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's odd, but you know, at the same yeah. time it is, you know, it's good that the, the channels and, and places like iPlayer and Netflix are at least paying attention to what people are feeling and, and thinking about it because well, I just don't think there's ever been this kind of focus on it before. So it's kind of yeah. good now that people are at least talking and thinking about it. I do think that it's the influence of social media as well. I mean, how when would we ever be able to put out such a strong message on social media back in the day? <laughs> now that we can all show opinions, aside from showing our opinions like one-to-one -one with someone, we can now spread our opinions through our, our platforms. And I think that is why the message has been so strong this time round. Yeah, and hopefully it will it will be a massive, massive change. I mean, there's laws now being put down. Um, there was one law in America that you can't um, sort of like walk in a house without a warrant. Um, oh yeah, so but it's, diff it's difficult in America because it's all done state by state. But yeah, that was, um, I think, was her name Breonna Taylor? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she, yeah, she, she got shot in her sleep by the police. like. And they'd got the wrong person. They'd gone into the wrong house, and she got shot, and killed by by the police. Like, I mean, it's just absolutely shocking. Racism is shocking in what for most of us, uh, in whatever yeah. form it takes and wherever we are. But in America, this the prevalence of guns, the amount of people that have guns, and the, all the police force having guns just make it a different ballgame. I think. 
is I, I don't know how that's even possible that you could just go in a shop and just purchase the gun like it's I don't understand that but then obviously the other side the flip side of it we've got um now sort of protesters and rioters that's what the fuss is saying um you know going now to fight against the the, the Black Lives Matter movement. oh the right wing so I actually had an experience of that this weekend I was in really yes I was in Green Park um in central London with some friends and um as we would, there was quite a lot of people just picnicking and drinking and stuff because it's all you can do now is go to the park yeah. um, for the minute. And there was a huge group of um, right wing kind of white supremacist guys who kind of came through the park. And you could sense that there was a sudden like everyone just got like a real yeah. like, they didn't, no one, as far as I could see, nothing happened. But there's just a big crowd of angry, drunk guys who want to cause trouble. Um, you know, it's quite a threatening thing to experience. And I, I, yeah, that was that was not pleasant. And I actually saw some footage of a park just next door where they yes. did actually just basically just go and attack a group of picnickers from nowhere. They just basically, it's just awful, awful. One of them spat on a girl, and you just think like, what, what on earth, what on earth are you doing? And I did a tweet, and I said, you just stop, just go home and have your dinner. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, people are peacefully protesting now. So this is a peaceful protest, and there's there's been videos of it and stuff and it is peaceful until you know there is going to be the odd person that is going to kick off and do something yeah like that. that's, yeah that's yeah human that's nature. A, yeah. no one's the same but i just think seriously now like this is just ridiculous but hopefully they've all gone home had their dinners and they just stay calm home. down yeah just stay home yeah. um i believe we have our first guest uh and the first animal we've ever had on on actual yeah. areas basil brush <laughs> yes uh, i'm so excited ready, ready to speak to us Look at this. Ta-da. Hello, Basil, everybody. Basil Brush is, this is the first time we've ever had an animal on the show. So this is incredibly okay. exciting for us. I promise I've been through quarantine and I won't bite. That <laughs> is, thank God for that. Um, thank you for that. This is mad. How are you, Basil? I've had a very busy day, actually. It's splendid. The sun's been shining. It's been raining. I've had to, to brush me brush up with all the water that's been on it. And I've been filming a little something for Glastonbury. Because oh. of the, they're going to have a virtual Glastonbury this weekend, and I've just done a little bit of filming for that as well. Oh, so we're wow, pretty much okay. day, dodging the shards and doing a bit of filming. Wow, well, I'm glad to hear that you're keeping busy in quarantine. What else have you been doing? Uh, we're doing a lot of charity work, actually. Okay. Uh, oh, lovely. I've been looking after Marie Curie. I've been hosting their quizzes. Oh, and, wow. Uh, between, between myself and some other celebrities, we've raised nearly £100,000. That's okay. amazing. Um, I've been sending messages to kids in hospitals and helping Momentum Charity and um, and also there's a thing called the Tunbridge Wells Flyers, which are a bunch of kids that do an awful lot of um, hockey, but they've got, um, you know, they've got learning difficulties and physical disabilities and I'm sort of their mascot now, so I meet them when they have their training sessions on a Sunday morning. With oh, that sounds yeah. lovely. So, so actually, I've been quite a busy fox, actually. I've not yeah. been out working, but I've given everybody my time if they've asked for it. Well, oh, that is that is. What more can you do than that? Have you have you been struggling at home though, Basil? Have you been? What have you been? Well, as you can see, self isolation for me. I'm here on my little lonesome, just me, nobody else. Oh, two meters, two meters, two meters. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You you're not dating anyone, you're not, you're not online dating or anything. Oh, no, I mean, I did set up one, when I was at Edinburgh last year, we talked about online dating. There is a special dating app for people like myself called Furry Friends, 
No. Oh, oh, I've heard that's of this. Been, that's yeah. been set up. And uh, when I was at Scotland last year, I actually set up another dating app for, called the Highland Fling up in Scotland. Oh, I bet you did. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a good one for me when I was in Edinburgh. But no, I can't tie myself to one girl because I can't do knots. So, no. <laughs> Oh, oh, that, the, the hands aren't too useful then, Basil. You know. No, I'm a single fox and I'll probably stay that way. I think that's that. probably for the best. Yeah, yes. Leave them wanting them. more. Leave them wanting more, Joanna. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so, with um, people who don't know you, which I'm sure they do, but if they don't know you, what are you most famous for? Uh, boom, boom! Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> um, telling <laughs> terrible jokes. There are often jokes that you'll all say, I've heard that joke before. But you see, recycling is the buzzword. I'm saving the planet. So You're I green. jokes. And, uh, and I, for those that don't know, and I'm sure there won't be many, I've been around since 1963, so I've aged very well. So how old uh, are you? You have aged very well. What, in fox years? It's very Absolutely. cheeky. To, hey, it's cheeky to ask somebody what their age is. So, um, <laughs> you know, how much do you weigh? <laughs> Funny enough, I said earlier tonight, I eat stone, I'll put a stone, Basil. Put a stone. <laughs> Now, I tell you, in, in Fox years, I have actually got a free bus pass and I've still got my free television licence um, and I'm planning on keeping it as well. OK, well, that's good. So that puts you oh, above and 60. And I've got my own teeth in a, in a jar by the bed. So I'm not doing <laughs> too badly. Definitely above 60, though. Oh, stunning. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I was wondering, what, what did you make... Uh, you've, you've got some opinions on you, Basil. What did have you... It? No, I haven't. I haven't I've, got I've, any opinions. I've heard some opinions <laughs> from you before. What have you made... Uh, what have you made... <laughs> What have you made of all of this um, uh, at the moment with the, with the free school meals for kids? Oh, free school meals? Well, I think everybody should have free food. I get free food from the bins. <laughs> so uh, I just go and have a ramish to the bins. You know, it's perfectly all right. And, I've, and when I've... I'm working at the Theatre Royal Windsor in pantomime, I go through the Queen's bins and hers are terribly posh. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Did you find anything good? Yeah, all you have to do, you know, is, is take a look at where the Ocado vans go and go and round through the bins later on in the day. So, uh, yeah, you know, have a good time. <laughs> I leave the politics all up to the grown-ups and I don't get involved. <laughs> OK, fair enough, fair enough. But you're, I guess you're not a fan of fox hunting, though. Oh, well, I've been chased by men in red coats many times, but that's <laughs> when I didn't pay me bill at Butlins. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> So Good obviously work. you've been on a lot of shows and you've met a lot of famous people. Who would you say is the most famous person that you've met? Uh, probably the Queen. <gasps> really? The Queen and Lady Di. I think they're, they're, people always ask me about this, but I think it is the Queen and Lady Di because um, when Wills and Harry were, I think they were somewhere between four and seven years old, I went to Kensington Palace and uh, I was with Mr Billy at the time, and we did a special birthday performance for them, and Lady Di made me a nice cup of tea, which was rather nice. Oh, that and, is very um, nice of her. And the whole family came in for a private sort of uh, show of the Bezel Brass Show, which I thought was rather splendid. So I think that she and, and the Queen are the most famous people that I've ever met. But, you know, fame is one of those fleeting things. Actually, what I just notice about people, they're just great people, and I just have a good time. I don't even notice whether they're famous or not. I just go, I hope they're nice people, and most of them are. Well, I would say that they're definitely two of the most famous people on the planet ever. So you've done pretty well there. Yeah. And had a cup of tea made for me by Lady Di. Which that, I mean, that's yeah. very impressive. Is there anyone yeah. left that you'd like to meet? Oh, who would I like to meet? Kylie Minogue. Oh, yes. Well, that's understandable. Well, we're, we're the same size. We could share costumes. <laughs> you could wear her heels. Yes, a size two and a half. 
<laughs> we are. I mean, I missed her at Glastonbury last year. I was being interviewed by Zoe Ball, and she did an online interview with um, Kylie uh, just before, and I was hoping that we were going to be together. But um, the closest I got to Kylie was, was at the back of the pyramid stage. But uh, she was marvellous. It's one of so my favourite... So you got to hang parts. out at the back of the pyramid stage? Oh, yes. I'm often there with the BBC tent at the back of the pyramid stage. Oh, I'm a, I'm a trendy fox, you know. <laughs> you want to take me and Stephen with you next time? Yeah, come. come and invite ah. us. I can't tell you, Glastonbury is the place to be. I mean, I've missed out on all my festivals this year. I normally do several festivals in the year and camp, and I get my big six-man tent for just myself. So I've got to say, I'm, I'm missing all of that this year. Well, I can understand, as we all are. Um, yeah. can, can you tell us a bit about, uh, about the smiling sessions? Ah, oh, now, this is brilliant. This is right up my street. You see, I've always thought of myself as being someone to bring a smile on everybody's faces. You know, awful serious things go on in the world. My job is to bring a smile to everybody's faces. So they approached me and said, could I sing? And I said, well, <laughs> my voice oh. has been known to make grown men cry, cry. <laughs> Stop it, we can't take it any longer. So, but when they said what this was for, was to do some singing uh, for some care homes and some old people's homes, I thought it was a jolly splendid idea because music is so evocative. Mm -hmm. And it's the sort of thing that some of these old people, they may not know how to turn the kettle on or what they did 10 minutes ago, but by June, <laughs> they know everything in the past, right? They remember yes. a long way back. So some of the songs that we're singing are quite old songs and I'm hoping that they will join in, it'll bring a smile to their face and just for a moment, they just might remember what it was like to be young again. So I'm singing um, a couple of Flanders and Swan songs, um, mad, mad, glorious, mad. And um, <laughs> Bring Me Sunshine, uh, the Morecambe and Wise song. Yeah. And, I hope, and, and they've asked me to do a few more, actually. And I think it's a jolly splendid idea. They've been sponsored by the Arts Council, and they used to go into these care homes and the old people's homes. But of course, now they're not able to. And what they decided to do is raise money to buy iPads and streaming devices for these homes so that people like myself could sing these songs and they can stream them live. And I think oh. it's a brilliant idea. I think that definitely Amazing. sounds like a great idea. And I think it's def uh, something that people need at the moment is cheering up and you're, you're yeah, helping absolutely. people do that. Absolutely. So me and Stephen need cheering up. Do you mind singing a couple of lines to your favorite song? Okay, well, I'll sing you a couple of lines of, of the Bring Me Sunshine because I love this because it's yes. the Morecambe and Wise song. So it's Bring Me Sunshine uh, in yeah, Your yeah. Smile. Bring me laughter all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy we can give to each brand new bread tomorrow. How's that? That is very good. Well done, Pato. That is excellent. Say, as Morecambe and Wise say, all the right notes and mostly in the right order. <laughs> well, that sounded pretty good to me. We, that we, was really we, good. We don't have too much longer with you, Basil, but I am wondering how, you're, how, you're, how you've managed to avoid coronavirus so far. Are foxes at risk? Uh, well, well, you see, I've always been very good at all this quarantining and thing because I get it whenever I travel. So um, I'm used to all of that and this self-isolation. I think I've done a jolly good, splendid job of it. And when you've got a hooter as big as mine, it's easy to cover it up with a sock. So oh, I yeah, think that's a good. yeah, you don't need I any special masks. Good. <laughs> and of course, I avoid all the places that you humans go to and just ram it through your bins late at night. So I think I've done all right. Fair. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's totally fair. And what are you going to be doing the rest of your time in lockdown if, if uh, it goes on much longer? Well, I mean, I, I mean I've got a couple of shows. I'm doing a drive-in show in a couple of weeks' time in a car park. I'm going to be entertaining the cars of a car park with Great. the drive-in wow. club. They always need entertaining. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be a little bit of fun. Um, I'm not sure whether pantomime is going to kick off this year. We're waiting to hear about that. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, I'm having splendid time helping the charities and creating this online content and having a bit of a laugh talking to people like yourself as well. Oh, it's been amazing. great. We really appreciate it, Basil, and thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this but, has been a treat and um, yes. one I will never forget because it's never happened before. So uh, Thank you very much. Great. Thank you for helping thank the you. charity as well. Thank Any, you. Any so time. I say, who turns off the camera then? Does it me? How do I do that then? Hey, look at that, I can still see you. Hey, it's a good job I don't say anything I shouldn't do, like the politicians. <laughs> I like how you threw that one at the end. It's brilliant. Yeah, good one. Do you need to turn your camera off, Basil? It's not easy for me to do from here. Hey, there we go. Hey. <laughs> that was fab. I've literally never spoken to a fox before, so that was and definitely the first. I'm going to suggest you probably never will again. No. That is no, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I just... Uh, wow. And you know what? It was so nice that he was doing so much for charity. <laughs> Stephen, you, do you know what I love about it, Stephen? I think you were a bit confused of what it was going to be like, and you got stuck in. I really enjoyed that. What else can you do in these circumstances, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to be fair, I, I remember Basil Brush growing up, so, you know, this, I can, I, he used to be on TV. Then, but do you know uh, what? I do as well. So this is, he's pretty well known. So um, I mean, he's well doing well to still be in the game, but I think we yeah. have our next guest. Giovanni's here. Giovanni Panice. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Bring the herd in. Hello, guys. How Hello, are you? how are you? Yeah, good. Well, good as you can be. I know. How's lockdown been treating you? It's okay. I mean, you obviously have um, up and down. You know, some days it's good, some days like, get me out of here because I can't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many exercises you can do. There's so many runs you can do. Jobs, obviously, can, you can work from home. But then after 13 weeks, 14 weeks, I don't know where we are now. You just get too much. It's like okay, and now I need I need to go to a pub or do something. <laughs> Are you bored? Is what you're saying? Absolutely, very much. Have you, have you been doing much dancing during lockdown, or have you been sort of giving yourself a break with all that? Well, we did. Um, and, well, first of all, we did a thing called uh, the Strictly Specials. So we're filming at the moment this, which is basically like um, watching back all the best bits of Strictly, and we have to comment on, which is good. And um, so this keeps us a little bit busy, but obviously we're waiting for um, new, new, new things coming up. If we're going to do the series, if we're going to do it, and how we're going to do it. So, yeah, not dancing much. I mean, no. I mean, so you've not been doing all these exercise classes and things that some people have been putting on. <laughs> no. I let everybody else doing. I just watch. <laughs> You know, I exercise myself. I do exercise myself. I go for a run, you know, I do exercise home. But, yeah, no, dancing from home, it, does, it feels weird for me. You know, because it's just, we used to dance with somebody else. And when you have to dance on your own, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I do TikTok dances. I mean, doing them on my own is bad enough. Do you know what I mean? So have you not been doing any dances on TikTok or anything? <laughs> I'll try to enjoy TikTok as well, as much, you know, I try it, but... Yes. Again, I said, just I not for it. you. It's fun. <sighs> watch it. It's just when you have to make it. it. It takes ages, doesn't it? Yeah. It just takes yeah. so long to make it. 
it's the pausing and then the playing and then the cutting. It's just, it's a lot. So I, I know where you're going with that. You see, I'm Italian. I'm very lazy. So I couldn't do it. Don't play up to the stereotype, Giovanni. No, well, no, no. Isn't it? It's just, it's the truth. <laughs> At least you admit it, though. Yeah, and you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I have to say that I've actually been, because Joanna's been working out a lot uh, and, and getting herself very fit. And I have just done nothing. So, you know, like I... It's, what are you doing in lockdown? Me? No, you, you've been working out, you said. Oh, what about Stephen. You? No, I've, I mean, I haven't been doing anything. What have you been doing, you say, Joanna? I said, ask both. <laughs> We're I, saying this. I mean, I've just been doing, like, workouts, TikTok, and just, like, trying to keep myself busy. I'm sick of my own face. Um, I've seen it too much <laughs> in my mirror. Uh, it's just getting a bit too much. I literally dread looking in the mirror. Even I can see myself now on Zoom, and I'm literally like, oh, Jesus Christ, just, like, get me out of here. But you're so beautiful, Joanna. There's so much beauty to look at. There you go. You can't be bored of this face, can you? Exactly. Maybe. You'll be surprised when you see it every day. It's probably why I got dumped. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, could be true. Um, so, Giovanni, you've been you have been doing bits and bobs then for Strictly. Yeah. Um, what 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 has? I mean, I've read quite a bit of of some news about you know this is going to happen. They're going to cancel Blackpool. They're going to make everyone go into quarantine. All the contestants are going to be single so that they don't have families and blah blah blah. Like, what have you heard, if anything? Is I heard and I read all of you just said. Well, the <laughs> thing is, we just read what you guys read. We don't really know anything. And, you know, the press one day say one thing, the other day say completely another thing. What we know is that they're really trying hard. The BBC, BBC is trying really hard to make it work. That's what we know. And we want this to happen. Because mm -hmm. I, think, I think everybody waits for Strictly every year, you know? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's a moment when it's coming to Christmas, it's coming up, so everybody wants to Strictly. Again, what we know is that they're really trying really hard. I don't know about the quarantine with your partner, I don't know about the quarantine. I know that there is a chance that we, the pros could be quarantined altogether for two weeks doing a group number. Right. Because obviously, you know, we have to film all the group number. Um, so you'd pre-record all of those? Usually we do live, or usually we pre-record like during the week, but this yeah. time I think we're gonna pre-record all of it, which is gonna be like 14 group numbers or something like that. And it makes sense for us to get all together. Um, and do do all in once. I think that would be fun, you know, all of us. All would you be up for it? Would you be up for that? Absolutely. I mean, come on, you're with all the 15, 16 pros. And you can't get on with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. If there's somebody you like, you pretend that you like it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine. It's an environment, it's like, isn't it? Of course, it's, it's like any work, any workplace, of course. Yeah, exactly, any workplace. But luckily, the group last year and the year before was, I think one of my favorite because everybody was spot on, like young generation as well. I'm very good friends with pretty much all of them, all of them. Yeah, yeah, you could tell last year, last year was a very good mixture of people, I think. And um, yeah. is there anyone that you would love to, to work with on the show? Maybe Joanna, for instance? Well, Joanna, can you dance? I think I've got a bit of moves in me, yeah. You're, med you're mean, Mediterranean, yeah. you've got Greek blood, of course you can move. Yeah, Greeks can move a little bit, but I mean, I need a bit of like teaching, so I guess that that would well, be the help. The point. The... That's the point of the show, isn't it? You just go yeah. so that you can dance, and then you have a celebrity well, a partner. Teach. Yeah, well, I got told by Neil that um, I'm actually the perfect height for a dancing partner, so I mean, this could work. Okay, well, 
What Neil said, you have to believe 50% I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? Are you tall? Five foot three. Okay, so it's good eye for him, yeah. Yeah, a good, good look, you know, to throw him in the air and stuff, it'll be fun. He can't lift, he can't lift me. He's not the can he not? I'm oh, joking. can you? I'm horrible to him. He's not <laughs> I love him, I love him so much. It's fine, it's fine, I think it's fine. And if you can dance and you, well, the thing with Strictly is not about, um, you know, if you can dance or if you can, it's more about the commitment you put on the show. Because mm -hmm. you're going to work really hard. Yeah, I would love to, but even Stephen wants to come on as well. Stephen, <laughs> I've seen a couple <laughs> moves from Stephen and he was, he, he's brilliant at dancing. He's still I think what do you like as a professional dancer? You watch this show. I'm a, I'm I'm a big Strictly fan, and I've okay. I've I've been a journalist for many years, and I've been lucky enough to to interview lots of people that have been involved with the show, and I've been down a couple of times. I would be absolutely terrible. I would be out like second week. I think I might make it past first week to, on sheer force of personality, but second week it would be he well, to be honest with you, Stephen. First week there's no elimination, so you would be fine. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we'll take it into week three then. I'd make it to halfway through October. This um, <laughs> is your perfect shot to shoot your, sh shoot your shot and you're literally putting yourself down. Just pretend you're a good dancer, all right, and just go in there and do your thing. Yeah, well, what we'll see like one day. Who would you like to dance with? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, it would be Katya because I think she, she definitely... Well, if I had to choose a woman, because I'd, I'd prefer a man, but um, if... <laughs> but, um, it could if, be a same-sex couple. I mean, I, mean, fight, I mean, I think it's overdue. Um, yeah, it would be Katya, because I think Katya does, does those routines that really... Uh, well, Ed Balls is forever in everyone's yeah. memory, you know? <laughs> those, those really, yeah. Well, that's Vogue. That's all you do now is Vogue. <laughs> she was doing that, was it? What's that? Oh, that, that, was, did that? that no, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was so. In last year's in last year's show, I don't know if you if you saw Joanna, but um, Giovanni went out the week that he did a Vogue, which was this, which no. you were really really good at, which you were really good at, but probably not enough people understood what it was, right? Do you yeah. think? Well, that's that's the problem we had. I mean, you're strictly fun. I can tell that you're strictly fun. Yeah, Joanna obviously doesn't watch it because <laughs> you know she just said that Katia was doing Vogue, which is. No, no, so catch it. A few weeks ago, we had catch it on and she taught us a routine and we did a Vogue in oh, it. That's what she was... Just see where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm a little off now. I'm a little off. Yeah, now I understand. But <laughs> yeah, we did, we did Vogue last year. Me and Michelle Bissage did for the first time on Strictly something completely different than Born Latin. So we did Vogue. And it was great. You did a really good job. Yeah, it was actually... <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your freedom doing this. Stephen, <laughs> that, that going round was brilliant. That was like blow. That was I've fast. done enough drunken vogues in my life to think I know what I'm doing. You know. Oh, so. <laughs> and speaking of partners, who has been your favourite celebrity partner so far? That's a that's a that's oh. a question I can't really answer. Can I? Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think everybody's been um, has been good to me. I've I've done five amazing seasons. Um, on Strictly, and all of them have been great. I mean, I achieved three finals in five Yeah, it's really, really impressive. Wow. Very good. Um, but I have to say, I'm very close to Michelle. I'm very, yeah. very close to Michelle Visage. Mm -hmm. um, very close to uh, Debbie McGee. Yeah, she, I'm, 
I'm just, I, I, I'm sorry to fanboy a bit here, but that, the Argentine tango that you did with Debbie McGee, I still watch that all the time. It's so good. <laughs> I, I love that. But I think, I think Faye, Faye was oh, the yeah. partner ahead as a dance-wise, mm -hmm. I think. But even Laura Whitmore was, was great. Um, Georgia was great. Yeah, I mean. You've been lucky. lucky. I've been lucky, very lucky. Hopefully it's going to carry on like this. <laughs> yeah, it's not always like that with strictly. Oh, women, please, please. <laughs> stop. Stop with the negativity, stop. all right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you must, I mean, on a, on a more serious note, you obviously, you live here, but you do, you do have family in Italy, don't you? I is do. That, has that been hard? You, you obviously, you're not going to be able to see them anytime soon, and, and how's that been? Well, the thing I'm used to now, because I left home when I was 14 years old because I went to Bologna and I went to you know I live my my family's in Sicily mm -hmm. so I left home to go to Bologna and when I was again 14 so obviously I miss them I took them every day um, as a good Italian son uh, <laughs> but yeah but you know I see them once a year because I also when I finish Strictly then I have my own show around the country yeah so that one is four months of my life. So we do basically Strictly, then we do the live tour, and then we do my own show. So the only week, two weeks off I have, it's Christmas time. Um, which wow. if I don't go away, then I can go to Sicily and see them. Otherwise, yeah. they come over and, you know, I took them here and they stay a couple of weeks with me and they, they go. But I think I'm this kind of person that more than one week is enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think most, I'm, like I'm, I'm like that, yeah. You know, I'm like, I love them, but, you know, nothing, you know, I really love my family, but I'm used to live on my own. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's the only thing, yeah. Because, you know, they're my life, too, honestly. But yeah. I'm used to live on my own. How, how, is, how is the dating life for you? Dating life? Amazing. <laughs> I come into the press, I change girls every day. <laughs> I have oh one girlfriend God. every single day. And I mean, you're I lucky. Not people. You know? Really? Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think that is, Giovanni? What is it about you? I don't, I don't think it's about me. It's the thing that the president has nothing to talk better than that. It's not me. It's oh, not my me. God. The dick's thrown in this chat right now. <laughs> What's that? What is it? Just, just the dick's being thrown. It's just funny. It's just... But, you, but you do... You have, I mean, you've had a few famous girlfriends. Maybe that's why people are just... I think I just had girlfriends. I didn't think about they were famous. You know, when you're, in, when you're in love or when you're in a relationship, you don't think about the fact they're famous. You just, yeah. you know, you fell in love. You can fell in love with the person who work in Tesco. Yeah, of course. That, Nothing, true. you know, it just, it just happened. And you can't choose who you love. You just fell in love, you know? And um, yeah. that's it. But right now, I'm single, ready to mingle, as they say. Okay. Do you, like, do you okay. agree with dating apps? Are you on any dating apps so any uh, girls can find you on there? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so it's basically are you, you either meet them in person or you follow them on Instagram that's basically the only ways you're going to be able to Instagram is a strong it's a strong thing it's a strong platform but I'm the kind of person that I want to meet the person mm -hmm. and see what you know if there, there is connection obviously you have to find the person you can't yes, meet the person course. at the park well at the moment we say at the park <laughs> that's um, all there is <laughs> yeah, that's, oh that's going to date in the park wow romantic <laughs> I like I like to see if I like to have a connection with the person because you can look amazing in the picture and then stupid and then you're stupid which is not, not a good thing. You're so <laughs> honest. That, that Italian honesty is really coming through. I don't care. <laughs> I always, always mesmerized. Always good food. Always good food. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I, 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 we appreciate we appreciate that about you too, Bonnie. That's something yeah, we thank like. you. Um, so I guess yeah, your tour is not happening then this year, is it? It will be. It's it's been moved next year. So right, okay. what we're doing is um, uh, we move everything February, March, April, and May next year. And likely we had the chance to move everything. Everything. You should come and watch it. I'm yeah, I definitely London. would. I'm in London at Majesty Theatre, which is oh, the great. Steve, now come as your day, and we'll go watch. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you, can, you can teach finally. me about dancing. Yeah, finally yeah, she I can, can see you dance to everybody. If you want to. <laughs> you can take me on stage. Yeah, and you do the, the Vogue that um, Pate teached you. I'm sweating. This is too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I you think you can do practice. it. You just need to practice a little bit more, and that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe one day. I mean, yeah, just, I'm going to have heart palpitations coming now. I'm like, there's going to be on stage. <laughs> imagine, can you imagine if you have to do Strictly and, watch, and dancing in front of 13 million people? Do you know what I think is? I think, I think I'd be nervous at first, but then I'll just I'll adapt and, and pretend in my head that I'm a professional dancer. Do you know what I mean? I'll take on that persona. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's the best way to be, that's really. That's good attitude, isn't it? Good attitude. Yeah. Okay. Giovanni, you need, you need to speak to the bookers. I think Joanna's the sure bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. But she, she's a little bit too small for me. Oh, that's a shame. I'm never too small for anyone, all right? Okay. Oh, dancing, dancing wise, you would be perfect with Neil. Yeah. Okay, would, we, we can work with this. With <laughs> He'd love life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, well, Giovanni, I'll, I'll leave you two to, to flirt with one another another time. But um, if we're uh, talking about dancing, <laughs> I can just sense. I just, I'm just getting a sense. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Giovanni. I really appreciate it. Thank My you. Pleasure. My pleasure. me. And uh, hope, we hope we, are, we have our fingers crossed that uh, Strictly will be happening and that we'll, you'll be back on our screen soon. But we'll see you on the special whenever that comes out. Yes. Hopefully, yes. Soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 He was brilliant. He was so good. And um, it's so nice to hear uh, to hear what he's been getting up to. Uh, we've been very lucky with the old Strictly guests. We have. I, think, I love we? the fact they're all so different and they all speak so highly of each other. And I just think it's really nice that like, you don't want to work in a place where there's so much animosity. But it seems like they all get along. They all really like each other. So hopefully Strictly does, because I, I, I actually want to watch it this time around, because now speaking to them, I'm understanding... You've got like, more of the, a sense of it. And the thrill of it and the excitement, whereas before, because I never really you know, spoke to any of them, so I think it would be quite nice to watch it and I've come with you, Stephen, to the lives. You definitely can, babes. We can work, make that happen. Absolutely. Um, I believe we have our final guest of the evening, Mr. Vaz J. Morgan, in the waiting room. Yes, we do. Hi. Hi. Hello. I'm in my car, sorry. No, that's all right. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, now you've disappeared. There you are. Baz, <clears throat> I will replay that scream in my head for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> how how are you, so Baz? gorgeous, Diana. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much. I feel like I'm, I'm really hot in my room today. I don't know why. You look that's nice. Fun, thundery yeah. weather outside, babes. That's what it is. Feeling, feeling close. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Baz, how have you been? What's, what's going on? I've been good. I've just been like very proactive, trying to use social media to, you know, have a voice and have a voice that's worth listening to. So it's been a difficult time for everyone. I think there's been an, a heightened degree of anxiety amongst everyone before the Black Lives Matter movement. We, you know, we've been in lockdown for 12 weeks. It hasn't been nice. But I think that we can all take, you know, 
solace in the fact that we're all in it together and that's made everyone feel better. Like we're not alone in any of these issues that have been arising. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you've and you've been using your voice as a as a role for as a thing of good. You know what I mean? And, and obviously, the, yeah, these are really challenging times. Like, what what have you made of everything that's been going on? I think it's been very difficult. I think you know it's extra traumatic when you're looking at a video of someone that could be you potentially, someone that could be your brother, your your father, or your friend, um, die no be killed um on camera we all literally watched someone take his last breath on camera and i think that's something that no one's seen before but something that needed to happen to shock the entire world into the realities that you know i've faced my entire life that many of us have um of racism and racism isn't also shown in just someone being murdered by a police officer you know racism happens so casually every single day and what this incident have has has allowed is for us to have a voice and for people to finally listen to that voice and hear a lot of the problems that go on in our day-to-day lives and that's the thing of someone saying something as simple as you know you're so beautiful for a black girl you know something as simple as saying you don't act very black do you just simple comments that people think and say without thinking of the impact of their work you know, a lot of white people don't realise that they do. That leads to, you know, negative thoughts and low self-value for all black people. Yeah, I think actually this, the, one of the biggest things for me is actually being kind of, uh, it's being spoken about. I mean, like the, the things that I probably do that I don't even realise I'm doing that I can, uh, is something that's inherent and I'm, and we all need to change we we as white people need to change the way that we are. I think it's not just necessarily about change because obviously it's like there are so many white people who are, who are already aware of the power of their words and how it can affect people. I think what it is is what white people need to do now is like I've been you know actively trying to encourage is instead of being silently non-racist to be actively Mm anti-racist and I think that's what makes a difference and those those are like small steps like when you're walking into the workplace to look around the room and be like hey why am I the only white guy here you know Mm -hmm. those are those are things like when you see someone like an injustice happening to other people rather than finding it uncomfortable and ignoring it and going home and thinking you know something really bad happened today I was in you know, I was in a supermarket and I saw the security guard actively following a black guy around when he clearly wasn't stealing. It's to call that shit out when you see it happening, you know, because unfortunately, you know, there's a black person is also afraid of using the black card, you know, and obviously it's not a card, it's not a game that we play, it is our lives. So it's, you know, it's time for white people to stand up for their black friend and and be be vocal about the injustices that are happening because I think people are sick of hearing a black person complaining about black problems. And I think that's the problem that we're having in the world is that everyone just thinks it's a black person complaining. Do you think the use of sort of social media has helped spread the movement, spread the word and, and help, is helping change? I think it's been hugely, like, useful in the spreading what's happening without social media no one would have known about the death of George Floyd and I I can assure you there's been hundreds of deaths before him Mm. and there's also been deaths that aren't caught on camera but without social media this never would have happened there'd have been no no protests there'd have been no you know riots all the things that are helping to to secure change would not have happened 
Yeah, I completely you, agree. You've also been quite vocal about um, your experience on TOWIE as well, haven't you? What, what, how has that been for you? I think, like what I will say, is that I didn't realise that my experience was my experience until recently. because, And that's because, you know, society has told us, you know, us as black people from birth that we are less than. And that starts from the classroom at school where you open a textbook and there's no one that looks like us. That starts from going back home and watching Disney films and they're not being a prince or a princess that looks like us. It's going into the toy store and there being no black toys, no black Barbies. It's, it's these like subconscious messages that have told black kids that you are less than your white peers. You, your colour has made you different. And... And I think that's been such installed at a young age that you you learn to be conditioned to accept being treated less than. And you don't see it as an injustice. You see it as a normal or, if anything, something you should be grateful for, for even being allowed in the room. You start to feel like you don't belong in those rooms. So when you are in those rooms, you should be extremely grateful. And with that gratitude, it masks the injustices that are happening. So where I was so happy to be the one black person on TOWIE and so grateful that I was like, had won the black glory of being allowed on like, you know, a national TV phenomenon, you know, which is what it is. Um, I didn't realize that how I was being treated was wrong until the conversations that um, George Floyd situation has, has sort of triggered, made me think, oh, hold on, actually, I wasn't treated as an equal and I should have been treated as an equal and I shouldn't be conditioned to accept and be grateful for being the only black in the room. I should be treated like everyone else. It gets to a point where I'd be up for a show, like any show, for example, like Celebs Go Dating or which I which I did, or you know, the jungle or anything like that. And I would I would meet with casting directors and then I wouldn't get the show. Then I'd watch it and I'd see like a black person from Strictly on it or a black person from Love Island on it. And I'd think, okay, that's why I didn't get it. So I, I was tr- I was I was programmed to think that my competition was people that looked like me and not people that had the same assets mm. to 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 be up for or the same talents to be up for the job. I would never see a white person as a threat. So it almost yeah. turned me turned me against my own kind. Whereas what I felt like I had to be I had to then fight to be the only black in the room, which then made me feel like I should hate other black people in my positions. So it turns into like an internalized racism that I was hating my own kind because I just saw them as competition rather than allies, you know? So do and you I think, think that industry this will... done that to me? Yeah, that's what, do you think that this will change now? Or do you think that the, 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 step, the stepping stones are being taken? What I do is I hope it will change because like everything that's happened in our lives, you know, something trends, it becomes popular, everyone has a voice, but then does it change after the trend stops? I don't know. You know, I'm hoping that once it stops trending on Instagram and Twitter, and once, you know, it's not popular to be black anymore, that there's still a change, that things start happening. And mm. it's not just what we see on screens and in the media, it's, it starts from the top and trickles down, you know? There's, you're not going to see more black people on TV unless you see more black people in executive positions, you know? Mm. It's, you're not going to see more black people on radio until you see more people at radio in executive positions hiring black people. You know, you can't... Unfortunately, we can't leave it up to middle-aged white men to dictate and determine our futures. We need, mm. They need to start hiring people that look like us in higher positions. Yeah, it's, it's, that's exactly when people say that it's a systemic issue, right? That's exactly your point. That's, 
and yeah we, it can't i think it can't happen soon enough we just have to we just have to hope and and work at it i guess um have you have you heard anything from Tawi? because i know they got in touch with you didn't they yeah we're in conversation okay i think, I think they're trying to um they're being very active in trying to make a difference okay well that's that's a positive move hopefully um yeah what what else what else have you been up to uh in the, in during the whole lockdown situation what's been going on um i've literally well during lockdown i was like really into like really light things like i was enjoying baking i was enjoying like just spending time with my um with my nephews because i went and quarantined with my sister so i wouldn't be alone um i saw them in your video and they're so adorable i was like <laughs> oh my god i just miss being around kids <laughs> yeah they're so cute they're like little mini me's i'm like i'm like i'm like morphing them into versions of me <laughs> um, <laughs> it was all really light until all this stuff happened and then i think but i was also i launched my platform i enough i am enough which is a yeah. mental health platform yeah so tell um, us a bit about that yeah basically it's a platform to basically to, to tell everyone that they should value you know love starts within yourself you can't love others until you love yourself and i think not just black people you know i said earlier that black people have been conditioned to you know, self-hate and to self-value, to lower themselves less than white people, but also everyone in general has their own struggles, not just black people, you know, women, you know, trans, LGBTQ, like everyone has their own struggle, even just, even a privileged white male has his own struggle. Yeah. So <laughs> I Am Enough was a platform that I built to sort of teach people to love themselves and to value themselves because social media, unfortunately, does the opposite. You scroll and you think, I should have a six pack when I don't. You think, you know, there's all your influencers. They, they give you an unattainable level of beauty and success. And I think you naturally you compare yourself to what you're seeing and your brain is constantly swiping onto all these beautiful things, people that make the most perfect meal with the perfect six pack and the perfect Range Rover and the perfect house and the perfect boyfriend. So I'm Enough was basically about teaching people that you are enough the way you are. You don't need to be any skinnier, any fatter, any blacker, any whiter, any richer, any poorer. You're perfect the way you are and you contribute enough to the world by simply just being yourself. That is enough. So it's constant daily reminders that you are beautiful, you are valued, you are important, and that you are enough. And to anyone that's struggling with mental health issues, to remind them to reach out and speak about their problems and to remind them that people would way rather hear about their, their issues than their death and that you are not a burden. Mm. Yeah. And is there sort of an Instagram people can sort of go on to get this reminder? Have you got like a I am enough Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, it's just at I am enough. It's um, just that, that that's the handle and they can go in there. There's daily affirmations that, you know, if you keep telling yourself every day that you are beautiful and that you are enough, you will start to believe it. That's yeah. my motto. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's like that. And then I started a fund to raise money to give mental health treatment to black communities because right now, obviously, they're the community that are most in need. So any all the money raised through the I Am Enough page will go directly to getting mental health therapy and other resources for black community because black men are at a significantly higher rate to suicide and mental health issues and they're at a significantly lower rate to having access to resources to help them wow. so well first it's great it's great to see that you've been um 
putting so much good out in the world and um well done you should be really you should be really proud of yourself for doing that it's great definitely thank you so much um thank you, th- thank you so much for coming on the show today we really appreciate it thank please you. do come back uh whenever you want whenever you've got time yeah i'd um, love to great to speak to you again um sure. thank you very much and enjoy the rest thank of your day thank you bye guys thank you bye bye, bye. Oh bless! Some powerful stuff. We've been we've been very lucky uh, to to speak to some people who've been making you know a difference, and I think uh, Baz is clearly one of those people. Definitely, and he seems like he's really pushing for a change, and that that's that's the most amazing thing. And I think you can see in him that he he does look a little bit. He looks tired, bless him. Yeah, he does yeah, look yeah. tired. That he's he's fighting for this change, and you know this is why we need everyone to come together to fight this change, and not just him alone. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, um, mm-hmm. I mean, hat off to him. He's doing amazing. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was the end of another spectacular show, Joanna. Uh, it's amazing. From yes. from in chatting with foxes to Black Lives Matter. I mean, you really, really covered all bases. <laughs> I just uh, love it. It's brilliant. Um, so until next week, uh, goodbye. Yes, yeah, see you next week, guys. Bye.